Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We're back here at J. Tom Lawlett Arena at Merrimack College with a score at the end of one is Providence 1 and Merrimack nothing on this day after Thanksgiving contest between the Providence Friars and the Merrimack Warriors. I'm Mike Mackin with John Leahy. This first intermission is brought to you by Fuddruckers, an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure you stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or a delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. They're located right down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Reading and Salem, New Hampshire. Joining us first in the mission here, it's Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com, also the Eagle Tribune and College Hockey News. Mike, how was your thanks? Uh, pretty full, so that means it was pretty good, I think. Yeah. <laughs> in other words, you're full. Yeah, I'm still full now. I mean, we're <laughs> almost 24 hours removed and still feeling it a little bit. <laughs> well, that's always good, I suppose. Uh, let's talk first of all this first period. Pretty good period, I thought, for the Friars. Uh, both these teams are similar in so many ways, aren't they? I think Merrimack a team that needs to get to the other team's net and keep them from theirs. Uh, Providence is a team that's trying to do the same thing. Uh, you know, if you say that both these clubs are trying to accomplish a lot of the same things in the first period, uh, between the, those things, the goal scored by Pinnell, the three power plays for Providence to none for Merrimack, uh, Providence certainly accomplished theirs a, a lot better than Merrimack. Yeah, I thought Providence did a lot of the things that Merrimack wants to do. They got the puck in deep and they sort of kept it there. Uh, the three power plays helps with that, obviously, yeah. keeping that zone time, but I thought most of Merrimack Max chances were, were sort of one and done. I mean, they'd come down, they get one chance, and then PC would just sort of transition right back up. That's what Merrimack wants to do, right? right. If they if uh, their opponent gets a shot on net, gets a scoring chance, you retrieve the puck and push it right back the other way. So I think Providence did a lot of the things that Merrimack would like to do. Um, and, and again, the, the three power plays definitely helps in that regard, but uh, that, that was de- definitely a better period for the Friars. You know, I know that uh, the last game between these two teams, the team that scored first didn't win the game. That was Providence, but it did end up being a tie. I think we've talked, we may have talked about this before, but uh, it seems just so often. I mean, somebody's got to run the numbers at some point and see what they are. But I think if you score first, uh, you're either going to win or tie probably 70 to 75% of the time. And if you don't score first, then you're going to lose uh, that much of the time or you know, not win the game, at least as, as the case may be. Why is that? It doesn't seem to me like that should have to be the case. And I don't even remember now if we've talked about this recently or not, but it's something that we're continuing to pursue, I think, here. You know, John and I discussing it, because it seems like if you give up a goal five minutes in, or in the case here, ten minutes in, it shouldn't be the deciding factor, but more often than not, the team that does score first ends up winning, or at least not losing. Yeah, you know, I don't know if we discussed this on air or not, but I think we did have a conversation. You know, I don't know if... I don't know if it's different at this level because you're dealing with younger players. Is it more of a psyche thing? Although at the NHL level, the team that scores first, you know, is winning more often than not too. I don't know if it's at the same percentage rate as it is in the uh, in college hockey, but certainly more often than not. So uh, it's it's interesting. I mean, they say it all the time. You hear players and coaches say it. It's easy to play when when you're ahead. It's harder to play from behind. You know, I wonder how much of it is just a psychological thing when you're down, even if it's only by a goal and it's early on in the game. How much does your game change if you're not ignoring? the scoreboard you know if you're trailing how, how much do you get away from just doing you know doing what you want to do uh, I, I wonder if that's a big part of it because uh, I know I, I a little off topic but I, I did a story this week on CHN on Vermont and how they played well despite having some guys suspended at the beginning of the year and one of the things Kevin Snedden said that he thought his team was done really well with is ignoring the scoreboard uh, you know they had a couple of games out in Omaha where they, they were they came out of that weekend with a win and a tie and they were down 2-0 both of, in both of those games uh, and he said you know one of the things that he thought that they'd be doing a real good job of is keeping their game consistent no matter what the score is so uh, I wonder if that's a big part of it 
improving. You know, our teams sort of change the way they play a little bit, even subconsciously. How you're changing the way you're playing individually if you're down a goal. Right. Maybe it's a psychological thing more than anything else. But uh, certainly, certainly very interesting. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a chance to talk to you here, and it'll be a while again with the next game being two weeks from tonight. But so let's touch on a few things that have happened in the meantime. First of all, recruiting several players to sign letters of intent. Uh, you know, give us some thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, and the ones that have are, are you know projected to be pretty big pieces. Uh, Ethan DeStefani is a big power forward. He's playing for Waterloo in the USHL. Although he, he's actually hurt. He hurt his ACL, so he's out for the year. But uh, he was a kid who had a really good summer with the Select 17 camp for USA Hockey and was being looked at as being a poten- potential NHL draft pick this summer. That injury might might affect it here, but he's got uh, two more years of draft eligibility after this. Uh, Jordan Seifert's another player who signed an NLI, who I, I know people are pretty excited about. Um, he, he plays playing for the U.S. National Development Team right now. Uh, he's up with them. I think he has a goal in two games, but a uh, really high-end player, a lot of skill. So people sort of compared him to, to, to Cini, uh, maybe even a little more skilled, which can tell you the type of player that he could be. Uh, and there's been others, too, but th- those are definitely the two uh, the, the two big ones, I think. Uh, Evan Bell, actually, a re- another recent recruited defenseman, uh, signed his his uh, NOI uh, really early on in the signing period. And I know from talking to some people that have seen him play in the USHL, USHL so he'd be a player that could probably come in and contribute right away. And uh, Everybody has talked about how, how he's a very elite skater. You know, he's going to be able to guy, a guy that can come in and transition the puck really well and, and be one of the better skating D, not only on this team, but maybe in the league right away. I mean, there's been some people, that, some coaches out there that, that have said, you know, he has he has Division One level skating ability a year ago, let alone right now. So that, that's encouraging. How many of those guys are more than a year out? You know, in other words, not arriving next year, now that they've changed it and you can sign the letter of intent more than a year before you would come in? Uh, well, I know Bell's coming in next year. Uh, Seifert, I think, right now is, is technically a year out. Uh, he'd be a, 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 a two years from now, not next year, the year after. Uh, and this could all change. I mean, one good year, and they want, might want to get you in earlier. Jonathan Kovacevic was supposed to be coming in next year. He's in here now. Matt Fogut was supposed to be a freshman this year, and he's a sophomore. So you can speed it up if you, if you feel like uh, a player needs that. But uh, Stephanie, I think, with the injury, is now probably a year out as well. And I, I, he was the type of player. He's a senior now in high school, and, and if he had a good year at his size, he's like 6'3", he's a big big winger. Uh, if he had a good year in the USHL uh, this, this, this present season, he might be a guy that they try to move in here a little earlier, but uh, with the injury now, I think he's also going to be uh, an extra year as well. Alright, Mike, uh, second period coming up here. Providence certainly has the momentum. What's Merrimack need to do? Uh, I think they need to do a lot of what Providence is doing. Just get the puck in deep. You know, one of the things I thought that they did a really nice job of in that 2-2 tie was getting on them on the cycle. They really get the puck down low and cycle, really keep the puck away from their D, which is probably the, their biggest strength right now uh, with some some younger forwards. Uh, so I, I think they need to get the puck down down low, work them on the boards, work a cycle. Because again, that's where I thought they were really strong in that tie was getting the puck down deep and just sort of keeping it there, keeping it away from the, the, the PC defense and sort of their forwards as well. So I think that's what you try to do here. And then, and then at some point you're going to generate some chances off that possession. All right, 40 minutes to go here. Thanks a lot, Mike. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you again in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Thanks. All right, that's Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com, the Eagle Tribune, and also College Hockey News. The score here at the end of one, it is Providence 1, Merrimack nothing. Shots in the first with 13-6 to six in favor of the Friars. John and I will be back with more right after this. You're listening to Warrior Hockey.